What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Middle cough! Hey, behave! You know what I feel like, John? What's that? I was just thinking, I feel like I just got off of like whatever the longest plane flight you can have is in a middle seat. I've ha- I had to pee for like the last six hours of the flight. The headphone jack wasn't working. I couldn't watch any movies. I didn't eat a big enough meal before the flight. Didn't bring any snacks. The food on the plane was shit. There was a crying baby. And it felt like the worst thing that I'd ever experienced in my life. And then I got off the plane, and I got a big meal. I got a shower. I peed. And that flight's a distant memory. I'm like, oh, of course I got through that 16-hour flight. Why wouldn't I have? It was fine. What, what was uh, what was Louis C.K.'s deal? Like a true fat guy gets a meal on his way out of the airport? That's right. When he sees the... Uh, the, yeah, the Cinnabon. Have you ever... Or was I that was thinking, Jim Gaffigan? I, I think it was Louis C.K. Really? I, I was thinking about this... That's the other day in a plane, I, I don't think in my nice. adult life, in a plane, I've ever pulled an Odell Beckham. I, I, I do not go to the number two in, in a plane. You know, now granted, I'm not flying like private. You know, you have, I, I have not. In my, in my adult life, maybe younger I, I have, but I haven't in, it feels like over a couple decades. I mean, now I've done it. Not counting getting violently ill on the plane two years ago. Extreme food poisoning. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't ca- I also, wouldn't count that. I'm just saying no, you're no feeling normal. Can you hold it? I try to not? avoid it. Try yeah. to avoid it for sure. Uh, if you got to do it, try to get it early in the flight. First one up when the seatbelt sign comes on. Yeah, got to go. <laughs> that's, that's a good race. So it's got to be a weird feeling coming out of that thing, seeing the guy looking at you going in. Now, it's the air is a little different, right? I don't know. Does the smell linger in a, in a plane? Yeah, yeah, that's it, why the seats by the plane are really bad seats I, I, by the bathroom. I, I was in Vegas, or when we were flying back from Vegas, a dude was like farting, and, but you couldn't tell which one it was. Like, come on, guys, can we, can we have, I, I, I'm pro farting, you know, if you're at your house or you're walking around or just wherever, but in a plane, can, can we, 
can we be a little mature about this and just and hold it in? Or go use the restroom if you have to. You ever had to hold a fart on a date? Early, early, maybe a first or second date, third date, movie theater, Man on Fire happened to me. Uh, Remember the movie Man on Fire, Denzel? I mean, I, I had Extreme stomach yes. pains. I mean, it was just... I'll, I'll just make up. Like, gotta go grab something out of my car. I uh, gotta go grab a water. Or just you gotta like leave that. the theater to get something out of your car? Oh, no, you theater. A better, better I mean, excuse. I haven't gone on a movie theater date in a long time. Now you have to come back with something from your car. The one key is, like in my condo, is having two bathrooms... That's, you yeah, you separate good. it. So it's like, yeah, I just kind of go to the office. I'm actually, I have a number two bathroom when you have company over here, you know? That's good. That's good. It, it's key. <laughs> what, uh, um, you just made me think of something. Oh, Tenet? Is that movie out in theaters? Have you seen the previews for that movie? It's like, I, uh, it's, it's almost like, um, uh, what's the movie where the bullets, uh, you can. Oh, The Matrix. The Matrix. Yeah. It feels like it's one of those slash the Leo movie where you go back into your dreams. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't like the End of Dreams movie with Leo. The Matrix, not a huge fan of. But I'll tend it. I mean, I, God, I'm desperate right now. I watched the Pete Davidson movie on Friday night. How was it? You know, not bad. Good. You got Bill right, Burr. It's down, it was a $20 rental at first. Now it's like 5 So it's Well, good. guy, he, you know the key is? Do you have Amazon Prime? This, yeah. this is when you know Jeff Bezos is winning. Obviously, you have Comcast, right? I do. So you can go to Comcast and go on-demand rent movies. Always five ninety nine. Bezos, if you go to Amazon Prime Video, like Netflix, you can rent movie on Amazon Prime Video. So I was just randomly looking on Friday night just to see if there were any free movies, and I stumbled upon the rentals. His rental price point for the Pete Davidson movie was $3.99. At the same time, Comcast was $5.99. So I just gave Bezos my $3.99, and it was, nor- it was just clear. It was fine. It's How are they going to compete? The movie was good. I mean, it's... I like Pete Davidson. Love Pete Davidson. I love Bill Burr. He's great in the movie. It, it was it was it was a good, funny, light, easy movie to consume. All right, good wreck. Yeah, solid. It's, it's, these days, movies people they stop making stuff. Well, yeah, nothing's coming. Billions I mean, just I don't ended. Know when that's starting back up. No, well, the guy, the season ended in the middle of the season because they had to shut down. They had to hold everything. Now here's the good news: you're about to get a whole lot more inventory, John. A whole lot more content starting on Thursday night. What's that? When the NFL season begins. Oh, thank God. So, thank you, you Jesus. Know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I felt like we were on, we're on the other side of this thing. We spent a lot of... Do you remember the draft? Oh, like, yeah. is the draft going to happen? I and was someone the, that said they should move it back, and I was wrong. I was yeah. I overreacted the first month on everything. We could not have free agency. And I was like, thank God it came. We could not do the draft. And as Schefter said, when there's carnage in the streets. And then the draft <laughs> came, and everyone was happy. remember that. Well... Somebody complained that we've been talking too much about food and fantasy. And I'm like, dude, it's a sports desert out there. <laughs> I know. This is what we've been working for. Yeah, if you, if you staying think alive. Bre- if you think we're afloat. breaking down the fourth inning of the Giants game, you, you come to the wrong show. It's true. I or realize if you know the open. Giants have won 13 of the last 18 games, I, I think I've uh, watched somebody, two total innings. Yeah, I saw a simulation. They're like a 50-50 playoff team at this point. Yeah, I just, Manager I, of the year, Gabe Kapler, if they pull that off, John? Would yeah, we have your vote. Uh, may, uh, I wouldn't go that far, but you know, I got to give them. I didn't think they were going to be this good. Uh, but I, I'll be honest. I just, I, they're just kind of out of sight, out of mind. I, I don't feel, feel like the consumer. I have television ratings. I don't know if they're high or low. It doesn't feel like a lot of people are the, watching. Maybe I'm this, wrong. I don't know. Yeah, this does not feel like a great time now for baseball that we're moving into. <laughs> no, I, bye bye. Podcast. And I, I'm, I'm, and I'm pro. I'm not some baseball hater. I mean, I, I'm pro baseball. I, I was baseball. watching the Cubs game the other day. Podcast brought to you by uh, Ease. 
and DraftKings and, Draft. and my bookie and Manscaped. But it's brought to you by Ease, John. Ease.com. I saw you got the order the other day. It looked like a it looked like you had just gone shopping at the Louis Vuitton store. The bag the is bag, the bag the is string. sweet. Guy. Luxurious, the, John. The, the looked ba- like uh Kenny Smith with his Louis vest on third uh TNT on Monday night. Ease.com promo code ham. I use guy the promo code ham10 because I've used no, the ham you did not. before. I'm not a No, you user. did not. Promo code HAM10. I got 10% off. Here's the thing. You go to Ease.com. Their inventory right now is loaded. Think Pre-rolls, vapes, edibles, sleep aids, you name it. They have it. If you haven't tried all their THC products, you're missing out. It's got something for everyone. Uppers, downers, feel goods. It's got it all. I promise you, I've used it, and I'm a fan. And I, for a long period of time... From high school till about two years ago, I didn't mess with any THC products. Ease got on board. I dabbled. I realized it made me feel great. It helps me sleep. helps with my anxiety. helps with everything. Ease.com. Promo code AM for first-time users. If you've already used it, tell your friends, girlfriends, wives, buddies, grassroots. That's how we want it. Tell everybody. If you are a returning user, like myself, ham 10, 10% off. How do you beat it? You don't. 20 bucks off that first delivery of $50 or more, 10% off return user up and down the state, throughout the country, 21 or over, verified online in minutes, delivered to you in minutes. Guy, they were they the at my driveway in 20 minutes. 20 minutes. I've never had an Uber Eats, a DoorDash that even close they, to that fast. And, and do they do they call the security does the, your security guard? Well, my just guy texts me, he said I'm here. pulling up right now. I walked right down. But Boom. I mean the security guard at Middle Coffee Estates knows when the ease yeah. guy just yeah. gets gets come right in. Yeah. Good to see you. It's a little something for the driver. The, I mean, a little something for the gate security. The, the the other day, I ordered some food, and I was waving at the guy. I was like, right here, right here. Turns out it was my neighbor, and they like, but I didn't know. And it was a car I hadn't seen, and the guy's like, I'm, I'm just going over to my, uh, my garage over there. I'm like, oh, sorry, waiting for a sandwich. You know, I was like, right here, you idiot. Waiting like, for a sandwich with a... Enthusiasm unknown to mankind. No, I was like, so, "Sorry, Billy, I, I didn't know. You know, Billy in two hundred two, or I, I don't even know who it was, but they just gave like me we've met work. thirteen times, yeah. John. Uh, I apologize. Shit. How do you not recognize me? By the way, we will tell. You, we'll do the DraftKings later, but just reminder: we have a DraftKings game. Get in it. Get in our DraftKings game. It's linked on our Instagrams. It's on Twitter. You can just DM us if you can't find it. If you don't know what to do, get in our DraftKings football game. It starts Thursday, so we need you to get in Tuesday, Wednesday. You know, you'll have some time Thursday to make your lineup. We have two hundred people. First 70, place, 71, 71 spots left. So we, we have, have one hundred twenty-nine DraftKings Ham football game. Have we? Uh, we have not. No. So we need to fill that up, or we have to fill it up. We don't have a choice. So get in. Golf it. was a wild success. Yeah, Ham. We'll have fun. We got to leave all that stuff. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, do you have? So I watched some of BYU Navy. Well, I gave it eight, seven minutes. There's been some football on, some high school football, so we've gotten a little taste. Do you have any idea what we're about to get on Thursday night football? Do you feel like you know what what football is going to look like? Yeah, Andy Chiefs, Ford Texas. me the game plan, so I think we're going to get no uh, Mahomes. I, I any, think any more extensions the Chiefs have to announce, John, before Thursday? Well, I'd say between the two teams, right? Laramie Tunzel got paid, Deshaun Watson got paid, Chris Jones got paid, Patrick Mahomes got paid, paid, and Brett Veach got paid. Brett Veach got paid, Andy got paid, Travis Kelsey got paid. So a lot of people got paid. I, I, I just think they're – Steph Curry had like that three or Did four Mitchell year Did Mitchell Schwartz run. get paid or was that last year? That was last year. 
I think Steph from like 15 to like 18 was just the guy everyone loved. He was an enjoyable watch. I've met women, girls, females that don't even like sports that said that, that I can't even lie. The Warriors were very fun to watch. I'm like, yeah, fuck. I became a diehard. I mean, they just were. I do think Mahomes has kind of taken over that mantle. Maybe, I actually think Steph, don't, don't sleep on him getting it back the next couple of years. He's going to come back swinging. But I think Mahomes right now is the NFL and just sports superstar. He's like the Mickey Mantle, the Joe Montana. He's just got it going on right now. He's the cool, young, hip, the best. And he's just unreal. I also think Deshaun Watson might not resonate maybe on like the West Coast or the Northeast, but I'd say he's a legend in the South, right? He beat Bama just in the, in the SEC kind of ACC country. He's huge. In fantasy circle, uh, football circles, people just know him. Like the casual football fan's going to know him. And he's just enjoyable to watch. And the Texans kind of have this weird thing. Maybe it's more like football geeky that we all think Bill O'Brien's kind of crazy. But I do think that's kind of a running thing. They got this crazy kind of coach. Uh, maybe that's just more like, uh, you know, inside baseball, Bill O'Brien. But I, they've been pretty good, though. They play in a lot of primetime games. I, 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 I think the game's... Just in terms of quarterback matchup, you got two guys. You got the MVP of the league, basically. I know he didn't technically win it, but I think when you just said who's the MVP of the NFL, people just like Mahomes, even though it was Lamar. But you got to win some playoff games to be taken seriously, and I think Lamar's talked about that. I, but I would say Lamar. You're right, uh, but yeah, I think I mean, when you think the NFL the right now, you think Mahomes, Lamar, and Deshaun. Watson. You just say guys. best player in the league. Simple as that. Yeah, Mahomes. Mahomes head and shoulders above everybody else. That's how we feel. Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. Great quarterback so, matchup. But but I so there. Yeah, I mean, the other thing with the Texans is, like, Bill O'Brien gets every year the same amount of shit that he gets every year, and then this year he trades DeAndre Hopkins for not a first-round pick. And right? a running back that makes $10 million. And a running back that everyone thinks is hashtag washed. Um, so, I do, like, if he somehow came out in one week one, which, again, I don't – I. I I'll just say this to everybody. This is normal for NFL week ones that you can almost all bets are off this year, especially. I don't, we shouldn't be, even though we will be surprised. Like if the Jags beat the Colts, we shouldn't be. The, no, nothing that happens week one should surprise us, but it will. If the Texans win this, if you looked at every game getting played and you said, who's favored, who's the underdog, and they're a nine point favorite as of recording this, the Chiefs, the Texans beating them is not. Like, the, the Chiefs have lost football games before. Easy to forget. But they're not, like, UCF football over a two-year span. Uh, listen, I, I know it was... If the Texans win, it shouldn't blow our minds. They were up 24 nothing against the Chiefs in a playoff game. Right? What? Eight months ago? Like, that happened. Now, the Chiefs, I'm pretty sure, scored, like, 50 million points. And the game was this, on NFL Network the other night. But they, they did score. They were up 24 nothing in a playoff game. Like, that, that did happen. But I also think that... In a playoff game, guy, the Chiefs were the two seed back when there was a bye. The, the part of like most fans of most teams, what, what would the Browns fans do to be in the second round of the playoffs? Like the the Texans are in the second round of the playoffs. I got news for you, kind of consistently. Now I know it's like they never win a big, they they can't get out of the second round of the playoffs, but they're always in the second round of the playoffs. This is not some shitty team, partly because they have a star quarterback who now makes thirty nine million dollars a year. I, I'm my excitement level is somewhat. Like, I, I can't fake it. Like, I woke up today just itching for some football. Like, no, I mean, I'll just, when it's here, I'll be excited. I'm glad it's back. It does feel weird. I, it started getting a little normal today. I saw a team start periscoping 
press conferences from their head coaches. Average I'm, fan probably doesn't watch press conference periscopes, though. Probably not. But, I mean, I thought the Broncos had 500 people watching at, you know, 8 in the morning. Now it's probably 9 in the morning. I, it's just one I of just those things like, you, start, you start keeping an eye on. You just, don't watch other t- Yeah, you... Yeah. yeah, it's their fans, but I'm just saying the fans start watching. Like, I think the I value of that stuff is just that it's is that the volume of news that is out there. Even if you're a listener and you don't directly, you're not watching Broncos press conferences or Saints press conferences, but just that that is the stuff that's kind of around your head, as opposed to the stories of like, will there be fans? Will they play? What are the testing numbers? Maybe that over the next few days just makes people feel more like it's football season. I still think it's going to feel weird Thursday night when we turn on the TV and it's a football game and you're expecting your body to react like you normally react week one. And I just, it's going to be, our brains are processing a lot of stuff that it's not used to. And I'm not even talking about outside sports world. I'm just talking, we're used to having four preseason games to build it up. We're used to having several rounds of cuts. We're used to having just all this other stuff that we're like trying to pack it all into. You know, here's an example, John. Let me put it this way. Like there's only so good something can taste. You're like, this is the best burger I've ever had. You can have the best burger you've ever had, but odds are you're going to have a lot of other burgers that are almost as good or maybe just as good, but the environment's different. Just the circumstances are different. Maybe you don't rank them as the best burger you've ever had. Like we can't get four weeks of preseason buildup in one night of football when we turn on the TV. You just, you can't, it's only, it's a limited amount of bandwidth that our brains have to kind of consume this stuff. I I think on the most basic level, guy, human beings right now, I can't go into Safeway without putting on a mask, right? I can't go to my gym right now. If I had children, they can't go to school. (laughs) So those are the things in our life that you just... For people listening with kids at their house, they got kids at their house. They're not used to having kids at their house. They're not used to be able to not being able to go in their office. So there's just this elephant in the room of life being thrown out of whack. And that that's where I think the, and obviously the changes with football, the no preseason games, I do think it's more about just the weirdness of life for a lot of people. I, you know, no, no, I, I'm just saying if you, if, if life was normal, this would still feel weird. You, you add that in and it's. I, I, I think that's not, the biggest not, reason we're, where... We're just, all out of our element right now. Yeah, you just we're all thrown off. And it's just... It's Don't hard it, to wrap your head around things that you're used to when you're just the base of your home. If you just look at it like life's one big home, like just the, 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 the foundation is off right now. So do right? you think Thursday night you're going to turn on the game and you'll go, all right, this feels exactly like it's supposed to feel no because i aren't they having like because 12, you watch fans and yeah that's the other part they're gonna be some visual movie, people with masks it, in the if you watch a movie right now on your couch it feels like every time you've always watched a movie on your couch probably yes but this is not it's to me the visual more so than the fans at least what the football i've watched so far the visual of everybody wearing a mask when they take a sideline shot is the one that's that kind of throws me that just reminds you that this is not normal, right? Yeah, because every um, once in a while you'll be watching like a bubble game, and it, it can feel kind of normal. Like I was watching the Clipper game last night, just the play yeah. of it. Doc like, is wearing intense. the mask every moment. Yeah, and every once in a while, like some coaches will, they'll try to like Dan Tony, clearly older guy, he's keeping he it on, mask, but then sometimes yeah. he'll just rip it off, right? And it's just there, there's an ebb and flow. It's just to a it. prop for his anger. Yeah, I, I just think it's just part of. 
it does fuck with you visually a little bit. It'll just snap you in like, oh, this isn't normal. Because the sounds, and I, they're going to pipe in crowd noise, all these play- It'll mess with your mind. Sometimes I can be watching like a Cubs-Cardinal game, and if you're just kind of not really just loosely paying attention, you'll hear the sound of the crowd. You're like, oh, this they is They have the game. cutouts, too. If you're yeah. loosely paying attention, the cutouts kind of just to your side eye make you think you're watching a game with people. You're right. So, But I, I think there's a large percentage of people that are just – that are just worn out from life, you well, know, no doubt of just the children, no doubt. of just I, the life, of just the mental health. Of, uh, I mean, the gyms not being open is a huge element for a lot of people that just helps. Even if you just go for 20, 30 minutes, a stress reliever for sure that is having but a huge I, impact on people. But what is Thursday going to look like? Like, well, I'm interested. Are, are, is, is, like the, we is the number going to be down? Like? like, do you think, do you, would you yeah, imagine it could be? I'm down? open to that possibility because yeah. every stop along the way, it's been like, People haven't had football in forever. We'll wait for this Austin P game. And, I, and I've been saying for months, like, no, that doesn't fucking work. Okay? Just because there's sports on doesn't mean there's sports on. Just like when there's TV on, it doesn't mean there's something you want to watch. You'd agree if Austin P, whatever, whoever they played, had been Alabama-Clemson, they had just played a non-conference sure, game to kick off, been, there would have been yeah. a lot of people watching. There's no question. But to your point, it's just – it's it's – it's, it's, just, it's just life is weird. This yeah. life is weird. So, I, and who and, knows? And, and on a bigger picture, basic level, you might be preparing a, a school, a lesson plan for the next day on Thursday night. Right? I, I, I do think the life is weird thing is going to be, and it's going to be interesting. And I don't know. People keep asking me, like, what do you think week one? I don't know. Like, I, I it just on the most basic level, probably be some missed tackles, probably be some dumb penalties, probably some just unders be. Or, what do you think would be more unders or more overs this week? Because soccer was unders, but yeah, again, soccer's I, I a think you'd sport. probably lean unders. But I, but I also think there's couldn't you argue a lot of bad defenses? Yeah. No, I, does the crowd hurt the defense more? I would say yeah. Having no crowd hurts the defense more. Would you agree with that? Uh, I would say defense is more of an emo, like the position is played more emotionally than an offense is, and you just snap cat like yeah, wrote home field advantages. I, I wonder the focus level of just. I think the coaches are just coaches are normal. Right, you could put them in any situation. They're, they're just game plans, play calls, right, installs, all that BS. I wonder the players, like, do we have 100% focus all the players? Or are they just – one thing football is pretty – and football players, and I'd say athletes in general, they're just kind of products of timelines. It's like we, do, we practice here, do this here, I eat here, I ice bath here, game tomorrow. Like once you get them in a routine, they're pretty normal. So maybe they are – unaffected in the sense of like their focus will be on football, but you never know. I, I don't, I I'm open to anything. I, I I'm going into this pretty open-minded guy. I don't, yeah. I don't have I many right predictions of like my one prediction is I'm not expecting there to be like 16 and O teams or obviously there's not normal, but I just, if you told me that most even good teams are winning 10, 11 games this year, that's more believable than like several 13, 14 win teams. Like if this was a normal year, chiefs had full, like no Corona, I'd be like, I, guy, I think the Chiefs are going to win like 15 or 16 games. They're going to fucking dominate. But if you told me they're really good and they win 11 games this year just because shit's weird, and I think that's believable. I think it is too. I think it is too. I um, I think I think the whole year is going to feel a little bit weird. Welcome to 2020. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope 2021 feels differently, but who knows? Me too. Just trying to make it to October. <laughs> now we talk about the Niners and Kyler Murray. This game is fascinating for a week one game. 
I love having a divisional game week one. John, I think any divisional games week one are really interesting. This one in particular because Kyler's getting some like uh, sneaky MVP buzz, some under the radar, going to take a big next step. He had two really good, really different games against the 49ers last year. It's weird because if you go back and look, the box scores kind of tell you two different stories, right? One game, he was mostly a runner. One game, he was mostly a thrower. One game, the Niners had a big deficit and came back and won. The other game, the Cardinals had a big deficit and made a late push and made it look closer than it was. And remember, those games were only played with one week in between. Yeah, and it was a short week. Between, remember, one of them short was week. Thursday night. Niners didn't have Kittle for one of those games. So there's a lot of moving parts. This defense is different for Arizona, but specifically Kyler. If you had to choose from a Niners perspective, would you rather him have a big passing game, which was his second performance last week, last year, or a big rushing game? Which one is more in the Niners' favor this year? This week? I, I would tend to lead rushing. I, I would want too. him, you know, if he has a 100-yard rushing game, the Niners can live with that. To me, 300-plus passing game would be a little scary. Obviously, they just paid DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, they have a star-wide receiver for him to throw to. Just looking at his numbers the last two games or the two games last year against the Niners, over 70% completion, four touchdowns, no picks. Yeah. You know, it's it you didn't need to be Bill Walsh or Bill Belichick. You just watched him, whether it was against the Niners or against any team, like it works, right? <laughs> it's one of those where he is a potent runner. Like Lamar gets a lot of credit and rightfully so. When I watch this guy run around, though, he's not quite as deadly as Lamar, but he ain't that far off. But to me, he is he is a potent thrower. Like his arm strength, his accuracy, he can just he can throw these BBs at like 20, 30 yards down the field. Right. It's not he's not just like some dink and dunk runner. Kind of Russ esque, right? Where running doesn't mean he's not gonna throw. I I, I think he is a fantastic player. Which is why they sacked him seven times last. They did sack him seven times. Well, because games, he right? will keep the play alive behind the right. line of scrimmage, right? And part of that Lamar Jackson Russell, he'll do the three sixties behind the line of scrimmage, and he'll kind of run into some guys. Their offensive line is not great, and it it a little like Russell Wilson, right? It speaks to just what a freak show this guy is. Because if you put, let's say, Jared Goff or like a more a Philip Rivers type quarterback, but like they would have no chance. They do need this guy. Part of the reason in this offense they went. They traded Josh Rosen, which has been proven out to be 100% the right decision, right? I mean, they, they nailed that. I think for the 49ers, running court, Lamar gave him some trouble in the rain last year. Obviously, Kyler was just, even though they beat him twice, it was clear he was a little bit of a thorn in their side, as he is for most teams. I, I just, I think he's a big challenge guy when you factor in this. No preseason games. No live reps, really, of tackling. This is not an ideal – the Niners are the better team, but this is a challenging week one opponent when you just factor in. He gave them trouble last year in the middle of the season when they were playing well, and you had all these live reps. No live reps. And a lot of the – we've talked a lot ad nauseum, right? A lot of injuries. Fred Warner, we hope's back. Nick Bosa, D. Ford, back. They're going to have to be big. The defensive ends against Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson, whenever you play scrambling quarterbacks – you put a lot of pressure on those defensive ends to corral him, right? And this offense is better from a passing standpoint because they've added DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk another year, Andy Isabella another year. Um, they did draft a tackle, rookie right tackle in the third round, so we'll see. Maybe their offensive line's better. But um, I think to your point, the scary thing with him, given the non-preseason, it's not just the live reps, it's it's fitness. Like 
can you keep up with him for four quarters chasing him around? Remember, they were up 16 to nothing in that first meeting last year, and that was the meeting that he ran, he ran the ball primarily. Uh, he had eight rushes for 67 yards in that game. I think the other factor here is the Niners, the Niners' health. Like, let's talk about the other side of the football, right? Debo and Brandon Ayuk. Now, whether or not one of them plays or both of them plays, here we are in the middle of the week, and we don't know, which tells me even if Debo plays, is he 100% Debo on an injury in the foot that feels like when it happens to you, if it it can happen again? Like, I don't think just because Debo steps on the field, like, you're out of the woods with him. I agree. Because I feel like this, this foot in the Jones fracture thing just – creeps back up especially if you rush a guy back I'm I, 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 I would be I would be overly cautious I would not rush him back I, if there's you. any so, question here's the thing so you have a not even close to full strength 49ers passing game you have a Cardinals passing game that just made DeAndre Hopkins a happy man yeah like if you had to pick I'm with you. I don't want him – if he's throwing for 330 yards, which is what he basically did in the second meeting last year, we talk about like, – don't forget, like he's had that game already against them. I just – I know it's Kyle and I love Kyle, but it might be hard to keep up if the Niners' passing attack is not 100%, whereas this was not a great run defense last year, Arizona. You can run on them. They did try to make it a little better. They got what's-his-name from Buffalo at 10 sacks last year on the defensive line, the nose tackle, but – uh, that, that that I think you can hang with. He's running all over the place. Kyle can control the clock, run the rock a bunch, have some big plays that way. L- little bit of a wild card. I mean, for both Jordan, teams. Jordan Phillips is the that, name. Now the name. Niners are practicing in this. Is I look out my window and I'm about 25 miles away from Levi Stadium. It's orange outside. We have these burning yeah, fires. Same here. The air, the air quality is not great. Uh, I, that, now that could impact both teams, but... If you're going to get into this just running match with this team, because the one thing when you think Mike Leach, Cliff Kingsbury, spread it out, running around, it kind of just keeps you on the move, right? Kingsbury, Clint, Kingsbury and Cl- and Kyle are complete opposites, right? Kyle, at his core, wants to run the ball down your throat and play smash mouth defense. Like it's clear, we've seen the way he drafts, we've seen what he likes in players. His philosophy is well established now. He, he likes throwing the ball, but at his core, he wants to gut. Slam it down your throat. Right. Kingsbury, you, as you told me earlier today, Eno Benjamin made his team. <laughs> Which, I like Eno Benjamin coming out of Arizona State, but that's that's kind of reminds me of Mike Leach, Texas Tech, little little running backs. Like, they are not running it like Kyle. There's a reason they traded but David he, Johnson. But he's more of a powerful running back. But, I, but I'm just saying, like, they're going to throw it to him out of the backfield or get him on draws. Like, they're going to throw the ball. I, I would expect... Now, the game dictates it, but they want to get Kyler in the 35-plus attempt range. That that plays to their strength. I guess this, Especially when the 49ers, we don't know who the other starting corner is going to be, but we do know that the other starting corner opposite Richard Sherman is a major red flag and is also the major target, right, for offense. If you're an offensive coordinator, as Kingsbury is, where would you set up most of your passing game coming Sunday? Away, Away from, from 25? Richard? Yeah, I would imagine the DeAndre Hopkins. Now we've seen Richard. I think he had a moment a couple last year where he moved around a little bit, but I think it's pretty well established. He thrives on the on the left side or the defense is right. Right, he's not yes. traveling around, and they've talked about it. It's better for their defense. Well, but that does mean you leave another guy. That I was at the Minnesota game, and they went back to back to back passes to Diggs. True, pi catch touchdown. But unlike Minnesota, well, I guess it's not unlike Minnesota because they, they could just throw DeAndre. Too. 
Yeah, but my point is like wherever you, if you were to move Richard wherever you moved him, there's another good receiver on the other side, right? I'm saying ideally, though, if like he would it, be on DeAndre Hopkins the entire time, yeah. because that is also an ideal matchup for him. DeAndre's not a fast guy; he's a physical guy. You know, Diggs, that type of wide receiver, is not Richard's strong suit. He wants Devonte Adams. He wants DeAndre Hopkins. You let him just line up, be physical against that guy. And if I was the Cardinals and Richard's not moving around. DeAndre's on the other side the entire game. Uh, air quality check, John. Uh, it looks like it's about uh, 48, 52, 46 down there in Santa Clara. So um, I don't not know what bad. that means. It's not bad. That's gotcha. solid. Not as bad as up here. No, even up here, it's not as bad as it looks right now, which is weird. As, as, I'll say this, though. As, as a football fan... I'm excited to watch Kyler Murray play. Like, I just, I, I think he's kind of a draw. Yeah. Like, I just, he, is. he has just got a little stardom to him. Like, I, well, I mean, I don't want to go Michael Vick. I don't want to go Michael Vick, but I think he's got a little Michael Vick. Like, God, what's, what's Kyler doing this week? You know, if he's not your, if he's not your team, you're just kind of keeping, well, he's he one of those guys the, in the league you're keeping He came in the league as a bigger star than Deshaun did for everything we talked about earlier about Deshaun coming into this Clemson's. Because Kyler was just more polarizing. Kyler went number. I mean, Deshaun was like, oh, he'll be solid. That's how people thought about Deshaun, right? People didn't think about Deshaun like he's getting drafted to be somebody's star. Now, when you say, when you Dabo say he's the, did. What do you say is the biggest running slash passing star to come into the league? Because Lamar, remember, Lamar went 32nd. The Ravens passed on him. They took another guy ahead of him in the in the first round. Since RG3, like just the hype on a running quarterback, a star. Now, RG went two, this guy went one, but... Not only this guy go one, he the guy that got I drafted mean, I, the previous year got traded. I would argue he's just the biggest star to come into the draft. Now Burrow was just as big or bigger, but since Jameis, just biggest yeah. star into the draft. Yeah, that's fair. Who who was a col- I mean, honestly, tell me if I'm crazy. It kind of feels like he was a bigger star than Jameis coming in. Yeah, Jameis had a weird last year. Tua was trending that way and then got hurt. Tua was in that in that boat for sure. I'd say I'd say Luck and Cam were pretty massive stars, but that's yeah. that's a decade ago it's now. Eight years ago. Does that mean you would take the uh, the Cardinals on the points this week? I, I would. I, I I would stay away from this game because I don't want to. You would take. Yeah, the Cardinals. I, I would take the Cardinals plus seven. MyBookie.ag promo code Ham in the number one. Yeah, uh, they will match your first deposit dollar for dollar when you go to mybookie.ag and use the promo code HAM1 up to a thousand bucks. Now, remember, if you use if you take the bonus, you do have to bet the bonus, but they give you the details of how that works out when you're on the site. We've got a big bet coming up this week. Uh, Two hundred on the Steelers minus four and a half. Two fifty. Two fifty. Pardon me on the Steelers minus four and a half against the Jets. That line's moved again. Wait, did we get it at four and a half? We got it at five and a half. Fuck. Well, now it's at six. Yep. We identified it at four. We've already identified you can bet week two, and we're tempted to jump right now before week one even happens on the Saints minus four and a half at Las Vegas. Well, guy, we got we got we'll line movement all over the place. Seattle was minus one. They're now minus two at Atlanta. Uh, I, I saw the remember we talked originally about the Browns at the Ravens was eight and a half. I'm like, guy, eight and a half. I mean, the Browns should be pretty potent on offense. That line is now at seven and a half. You told me that there was some line movement. Dallas, yep. the Rams was two and a half. That's now three, right? The Monday night game, which the Rams we, getting three at home against Dallas. That's pretty crazy. I, 
I, I got a lot of money on games before that. If I were to win some cash, I'm going to put some money on the Rams. Plus I think three. people people clearly think that that Dallas is going like that. Dak and McCarthy are going to be explosive this year because they were he was explosive last year with Jason Garrett. The Titans guy were getting one point pretty much all of last week. That is now a pick'em at Denver. That that just just in terms of a true coin flip game. That might be to me the best coin flip game of the weekend. Like, it just if you like either team, pick them. I do like the the Ram, I I kind of like the Rams against the Cowboys. I know we talked about that game early, but then I go back and uh, uh yeah, to me the on a most basic level, the Rams are too good to be getting three and a half points at home. But I got I got one other game I got circled a little bit. Week one, I, I'd be a little hesitant with this game, but the Bills, who I think we all. Agree are going to be really good. They should win that division, be a playoff team for the third time in four years. Playing the Jets, they traded their best player in Jamal Adams. It's a lot of question marks on Sam Darnold. I have heard through the grapevine of people that know their left tackle, that dude from Louisville that's like 380 pounds. Kai Becton. Looks like Anthony Munoz, like he's elite. But I, I don't think they God, have God, I thought you were going to say another offensive lineman, but you went with Anthony Munoz. <laughs> I just went with Anthony Munoz. <laughs> what do you think about Bills minus six and a half on mybookie.ag? Um, Diggs, Diggs, they had Diggs, they they got... I Yeah, I like the Bills. Do you know what team Frank Gore's on right now? Yeah. Uh, the Jets? Isn't he on the Jets? He's on the Jets, yeah. Um, you, see, you see him the other day? He said he cried when he saw his kid play? <laughs> Frank Gore the Pretty third. crazy. Frank, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, freshman at, uh, what school? Southern Miss or something? I thought it was FAU or UAB. FAU, or, yeah. Do you know the Rams right now are plus three and a half week two as well at Philly? I don't think the Rams are getting like, I don't think they're a Super Bowl team, but they definitely don't suck, right? I, I mean, they, they're, they're, they're getting no respect, guy. They went from being the apple of everyone's eye two years ago. And listen, they're a little flawed. Their defense, as some people in the league have told me, like, check out their roster. Can you name anyone else beside the three players? Jalen Ramsey, Michael Brockers, and obviously Aaron Donald, they have guys that you've never heard of. And I'm like, well, what do you think about Taylor Rapp? And I got two guys, not very good. So I I don't know, guy. They, they, their defense could be atrocious. Uh, John, right now, mybookie.ag, promo code HAM1. The largest online super contest is back. You pick five games against the spread every week. Battle for your chance to take home the $125,000 grand prize. You pick five against the spread every week. Your weekly score against the spread is calculated. You score the most points at the end of the season. You win $125,000. Um, and then there are some uh, four-week scores as well that can pay out $12,500. Plus, what's the line on uh, on the game on Thursday? 54? Is that what it is? Over-under? Oh, yeah. No, plus 54? Oh, yeah. Plus 54. You get the Chiefs right now. Max bet 50. Plus 54. I, I'm pretty sure they're going to cover, guy. <laughs> All right, mybookie.ag, promo code HAM1. Uh, that's where we bet, and uh, we appreciate you doing the same. Yeah, get on it. Okay, John, I have what I think is the biggest player matchup week one in the NFL season, and it just so happens to be in the Niners-Cardinals game. We spent so much time before the draft talking about was Isaiah Simmons a player without a position or was he the ultimate chess piece? The Cardinals took him, hoping he's the ultimate chess piece. And when they took him, we all thought the same thing. And you and I talked about it on our draft show. They got this guy for George Kittle. And so here he is now week one. We all talk about Kyler. 
if this player turns out to be the ultimate chess piece, Isaiah Simmons, then it changes the dynamic of every 49ers game against the Cardinals in George Kittle's prime. Am I remembering Am I remembering this correctly? Is, was it him on the video beating Travis Etienne in a race? Wasn't that a thing before the draft? The two that of them race. I raced? don't remember. I, I can, think he beat Travis Etienne in a race. Obviously, he's just this six like a workout freak. or something. Yeah, they were just like you know racing at Clemson's practice facility, shirt off, both shredded, hauling ass, and Isaiah Simmons beat him. And I, the one thing I was consistently told by people in the league that get it right a lot more than they get it wrong is when they evaluated Isaiah Simmons, they did not see a position. They did not see him as a like a middle linebacker because he's not physical enough. He's your classic guy. The the media, they see a couple flash plays, and they love. Hakeem Butler, for example. Uh, let me add, can I just add something to that? Flash plays and physical measurements. Well, physical measurements are out of control. Because he's and six, he, three and a half, two hundred and he went to yeah he he went to the combine. He blew it out of the water. And every once in a while, a guy goes to the combine, blows out of the water, and becomes DK Metcalf, right? And we feel like he's going to be a star. And so a lot of guys go and they become. Remember the guy the Jets drafted a long time ago, Vernon Golston, who was yeah. like looked like Arnold Schwarzenegger and was the worst player in the league. So that there is they hit that's hit and miss. Now the the pushback on Isaiah Simmons on a positive note is. He played on arguably the best team in the last five years, right? I mean, he was a starter for several years on Clemson, who was basically just Alabama, Clemson, LSU, Ohio State, basically have been the same thing for the last handful of years. So you just go, this guy could do it there. Here was my always pushback for Isaiah Simmons once I got the information that he's not a plug-and-play player. Clemson pays their defensive coordinator, Brett Venables, over $2 million a year. I think he makes 2.2. He's the highest paid coordinator in all of college sports. And he earns it because their defense is elite. He is an elite coordinator. They have to pay him that much because I would be, wouldn't you be shocked if people haven't offered him defensive coordinator jobs in the NFL? I mean, we see it all the time with like other yeah, guys. Yeah, so he was in the mix for, I, I th- it's weird because he hasn't really been a head coaching candidate for that many jobs. I think he was in the mix at UNLV, and there was another job in the state of Texas he was in the mix for. Maybe Rice or something like that. Yeah, something weird. So it does I'm feel just like talking maybe coordinator just, in the league. No, no, I understand. I But th- I'm just saying there's something there. I, I don't know if he doesn't interview well. I don't know what the deal is with him. I don't – I've never really talked to anybody about him. I'm but, with you. His resume speaks yeah, for itself I mean, right now. To be coordinator kind of – college guy that gets offers is kind of a – Owner thing, I wonder, has an NFL head coach offered him a D.C. job? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd i be shocked. I, I think we consistently see it with new head coaches stealing the top coordinator. You're right, it's an owner thing, it's a sexy thing. But this guy's resume, that he kicks ass. And he can use guys like this. Vance Joseph, to me, has proven to be an atrocious defensive coordinator. When he took over the Denver Broncos, they um, they were dominant defense, immediately got bad. Last year in Arizona, depending on what metric you look at, they were easily one of the bottom two or three defenses in the league. This guy is, you have to use him like a chess piece. Part of what made Troy Polamalu so great, right, is he had Dick LeBeau LeBeau. being his defensive coordinator. Part of what made over the years like some players like Alden Smith or Khalil Mack is like, who's using him? Vic Fangio. You know, the defensive coordinator, some of the guys with Pete over the years. Like, how can you use these safeties? Well, because they got... Pete or Gus Bradley, they just now you see with Robert Sala his ability to utilize that kind of that defense. They were the Seattle defense. I, I do think it matters, guy. And 
the one advantage you would say is under no circumstances, even if this guy turns out to be a really good player, George Kittle should have a dramatic advantage week one of the guy's first ever game. Correct? If he if his yeah, job and, in the well, passing game George is to always, check him. Yeah, and George will always have the advantage with his head coach. So he can scheme with the head coach, so that's an advantage right there. Kyle Shanahan versus Vance Joseph. And then George is just in the peak of his powers, a fourth, fifth, I guess this is his fifth year. This is his fourth year. And he's just, he's a dominant player. And even if Isaiah Simmons, if you're on the glass half full, becomes a great player, it takes a little while. My, right? my thing is I'm not, I, to me, the, the season's here. We've talked about this guy forever. So whatever we think he is, I just, I finally get to see it this week. You know? Like wouldn't you be shocked if he's not running around after 85? Like, wouldn't well, that be the not, guy? What'd you draft him for? Yeah. <laughs> but to your point, it pro- it doesn't help him that this is his week one game, right? When Kyle's moving him all over the place and George well, is Kyle's been getting ready. Kyle knows what this guy's there to do. Yes. And I, and I think one thing, and this is what I, to me, one of the best things about hard knocks is, is watching guys. A lot of times you see players making highlight plays is what gets highlighted in a game. Hard knocks, you get to see guys making mistakes because sometimes they just focus on a rookie. I can only imagine how much – it's not even going to be – with Kyle, it doesn't – I guess you can call it window dressing. Window dressing almost feels like it's a little more smoke. With Kyle, there's so many different things he can do out of so many different spots. I just – how is he going to mentally hang with all the things that are getting thrown at him? Now, if you're him, you'd say the other – the advantage that Isaiah Simmons has is he plays on the same team with Chandler Jones. And if you're George Kittle, you're just involved sometimes with Chandler Jones, right? You just have a lot going on. Now, maybe it helps. He's got Trent. Maybe he doesn't have to help as much with Chandler Jones this year. But he just he, there, there are a lot of responsibilities for George. And so somebody playing him in some ways maybe has less on their mind than George has on his mind. I don't know. But the Niners run the ball a, rock, so, a lot. So Simmons will have a lot on his mind, too. But so it, it's a very, very tough first game for a dynamic young rookie defender, right, to go up against Kyle Shanahan. As Robert Sala said when Javon Kinlaw was struggling, he said, listen, it's hard for any rookie to go up against this offense every day in practice. It's a but, difficult but at, task. At least if you play, like, it's hard being a, it's probably even harder being a quote-unquote chess piece, right? It, like when well, Alden Smith was a rookie, it was like, Alden, guess what? You got Justin Smith next to you. Just go get the quarterback. I was like, oh, okay, easy to do for a rookie. If you, I mean, easy at least. Like, like, wouldn't you say this week for Javon Kinlaw, for example? Listen, we're going to give you X number of plays. You're going up against a bad offensive line. We're not asking you to make remarkable plays. Just push the pocket, right? Just right. grab your guard and push them into Kyler and and Bosa and Ford and Eric Armstead. They'll corral the little guy. And your job, just push them. Where you got. Isaiah Simmons, you're like, well, when they're in this formation, you got to cover this way. When they're doing this, you got to check the run, the play action. It's listen, I'm not the biggest fan of Isaiah Simmons, but it's going to be hard to judge him on this game if he looks really bad because it'd be easy for Kyle to have him swimming a little bit, right? Because the big thing with this offense, if if the running game works, the play action stuff, the play action boots, you, you can get fooled quickly. Yeah, I mean, but to me, part of this is not does he shut George Kittle down. It's just there's going to be some opportunities. Does he look like athletically, if he's in the right place, if he's put in the right place, he can do the things that are necessary? Because there's a lot of guys that in the right spot, they can't do what's necessary against George Kittle. Yeah. So do we see this guy in the backfield a couple times? Do we see him running stride for stride with George down the seam and break it, turning his head and breaking up a pass? Right. I, I think part of this with Isaiah Simmons is like, do we see the flash plays today? Because wouldn't you, wouldn't you, wouldn't you imagine – Given the injuries, that George is going to get 
I mean, at minimum six, seven oh. targets. Yeah, I mean, he had eight the last time he played in this game coming off an injury, but he's got, remember his hammy, it's like, is this hammy 100%? Yeah, this I don't know. It's just <laughs> so, a lot of injuries. <laughs> all I know is Buda Baker's happy to have the help. Yeah, he got paid too. That's right. I mean, they have invested a lot in their, they've got, they do have a lot uh, of like chess. They do have a lot of ta- like some talented players for sure. Right? Even you know Jalen Thompson was a fifth rounder, but he was a supplemental guy. So they went out of their way to take him last year, or was that last year? Or two years. Yeah, ago? it was last year. Last year, Buddha. What's his name? The Nickelback from UW was a second round pick. Um, obviously Isaiah Simmons. I mean, I've, Patrick Peterson is probably not quite what he Byron once was. Byron Murphy. Oh yeah, they well they drafted him. Remember last year in the second round? Uh, yeah, the first pick of the second round. So you're right. They've invested not just money, but picks now. They got several high picks. And the one thing you would say is Chandler Jones is a star, right? Like if he, if Chandler Jones played for the Cowboys or Seattle, don't you think he'd be talked about a little differently? I mean, I think he does get talked about, but he just, they haven't been good the last couple of years. So you don't get to watch him play. Yeah. Chandler Jones is took what, what everyone thought, clown, Chandler Jones, what everyone thought Clowney was going to become. Yeah. Yeah. Dominates. They took two fourth-round defensive linemen this year. So. Well, Tra- Trent Williams, Chandler Jones, another sneaky, fun matchup. It really is. You know? It really is. All right. So we've been talking about matchups. Uh, Isaiah Simmons, Kittle, Kyler, Niners defense. I mean, there's really – we could go through all these games and pick, like, a bunch of really sweet matchups. But as it relates to fantasy – I would imagine he was the number one pick in a lot of drafts. You can all have him in DraftKings if you want him. Do you think Christian McCaffrey against the Raiders defense has a chance? Could he put up the greatest fantasy week of the season uh, when we when we look back here week one? I, I would say if you just based it on recent memory of the Raiders defense, a guy like Christian McCaffrey who, like you said, from a fantasy perspective, I think in most drafts he's at, at latest going number two. And I think for just football fans, it's clear he's one of the most dynamic players we've ever seen. He had one of the most dominant years last year on a shitty team when everyone knew he was getting the ball I've ever seen. He is a remarkable player. I would go, he is going to, he's the type guy. Remember Jamal Charles in like the peak of like Dennis Allen, right? The early Jack Del Rio. Like they, they, there was nothing they could do. Nothing. Christian McCaffrey's like a way better version of that. I will say this for them. They, their linebacking play with the Oakland Raiders over the last decade plus has been absolutely atrocious. It's been slow. It's been poor tackling. It's just been it, it's been awful. Uh, I mean, it's been unathletic. It's it's probably been some of the worst in the NFL consistently, year in year out. They did invest a lot of money in there. Yeah. They took Corey Littleton from the Rams, who is a speed demon. He's a cover guy, which to me against McCaffrey, like you got a guy that can just attempt to play with him. They got Kwiatkowski, this guy from the Bears, who the Bears loved. You, they just got to the point where you draft Roquan, you keep Danny Trevathan, you just can't have like your backup guy making seven, eight million. You pay Khalil. The, yeah, the Raiders paid him, and they they like him. So the, their linebacking core is easily on paper, guy, the best it's been in a decade plus. So you just go, if you're going to play McCaffrey, it's not as much to me about the defensive line, right? Because he's just, he's going to hit the hole, your defensive lineman, like, it's more about your linebackers. And they also get Jonathan Abram, which we'll see how good he is covering tight ends and, and, and you know, the deep third of the field. But you will say Jonathan Abram is was a, known as a fucking hitter. 
So you just kind of play as a linebacker. You'd go, that's the type guy. Like, I would imagine Gruden in the meeting, like, hey, Jonathan Abram, you, you led the league in, what do you call him, led the league in sound bites last year or interview? He said he led the league in interviews. Like, we drafted you in the first round to take out guys like this. And we know they're going to give him the ball, we think. I mean, it's all based on what Joe Brady throw him the ball. We know they love – to me, the best Chris McCaffrey play is just run him on a little wheel route, throw him the ball, and just let him let him cook. And to me, that's where Jonathan Abram – I need Jonathan Abram, Kwiatkowski, and Littleton to tackle this guy. So you'd say the, the Raiders, in theory, are more equipped than their past teams to just attempt to neutralize this – I mean, all-star, all-pro, elite player. So on top of that, he's got what you just said. We'll talk about the overall matchup in a little bit, but he's got Joe Brady's NFL debut with no preseason games and with Teddy Bridgewater playing for him for the first time. Like if you told me Joe Brady is making his NFL debut, but Joe Burrows is quarterback, like, oh, that would maybe something crazy can happen. Or even like Sean Payton had brought him in to call plays with like Breeze or something. But how many has Joe Brady been doing? Like, I know they've had a few scrimmages, but has he been doing a bunch of simulated games just to get a sense for the time, how many plays you actually get in an NFL game? Well, he, like, he he's he's worked in the NFL as a quality well, control coach. I know, but I, there's got to be a big difference between calling yeah. the plays. Yeah. Hey, Sean, no you need Diet Coke? With no preseasons? So yeah, it's gonna I got to think he's done some simulated games. Um, they are at know. home. I'm sure Teddy's, they've done it in the stadium. Teddy's best year, he had AP, obviously. Um, so I think I think Christian will have a big game. I do think, is it crazy to say that based on the history of the Raiders that maybe they can be, again, I'm not saying they're going to shut him down by any stretch. I think he's going to be really good. But maybe they could almost be undervalued this this week just given that we kind of identify them with this is exactly the kind of guy that kills them. Because when you tell me Raiders bad defense, what do you think of? I think a, I think a Nick Foles. I think of Andy Reid um, being at the yeah. Coliseum. I just think guys just, wide open, defensive backs laying on the ground behind them. You know what I think of? <laughs> I think of plays where you need the all 22 to see what happened because the play didn't happen in the 10-yard box. No, it takes like, 80 yards to watch the play. On yeah, the like two defenders run into each other. And I think every Raider fan would admit their offense has had moments right over the last handful of years where you go, God, this offense could be really good. Clearly a couple years with Derek Carr. Beside Khalil moments, for the most part, their defense has been riddled with highlight plays for the other offense, right? For guys like McCaffrey. I I just... Where I would feel good is like the premise of your entire point of just you are getting a first-time young offensive coordinator. The, The head coach is not a play caller, and he's also coming from college, never been a head coach in the NFL. And a quarterback that, listen, great story. I think Teddy Bridgewater, the respect he has is from people in the NFL, the way he carries himself, coming back from his leg falling off in the practice. Kind of like an Alex Smith-level guy in the NFL. Like, you just you just won't read a bad word said about the guy. But I also think it's pretty well established. Like, physically, he's not some elite talent, right? Teddy Two Gloves. I, I saw a clip probably middle of August during after their first scrimmage. It was like, check this out. Every all, The whole team bust home. Teddy Bridgewater, DJ Moore, and two rookie wide receivers getting extra reps. You know, classic, like, remember when Kobe came back in to get shots, like, at midnight after he played the Heat, like, in 2010? It's one of those moments. And I, I, 
to me, it's, they're gonna they have a team that I'm sure has worked their ass off. I just I would feel pretty good. I would just do everything to stop 22 because I don't think Teddy Bridgewater can kill me, right? But it's I would say most game plans last year once Cam fell off a cliff after like week two we'll just stop Christian McCaffrey. And every time I looked up guy on the red zone, there was this 22 white guy going like 70 with defensive players chasing I don't him. see color, John. I don't either, but it's just, it's of course not you normal. Unless you're colorblind, you see color. It's not, it's not normal for a white running back to be this good. And he isn't just good. He's, ex- he's LaDainian Tomlinson, basically. I mean, that's, this guy is unstoppable. But it's, it's a, not it's as a big, if he it's went a big for challenge for a defense that consistently sucks. Yeah, yeah. But I do wonder: is is this game going to be? What's more likely that this game is thirty-one twenty-eight or that this game is fourteen to ten? Because I yeah. think it's that. Yeah. Well, I'd say until the Raiders prove they can now, just I'm throw not up saying, points on yeah. the board. That doesn't mean I'm taking the Raiders' defense in DraftKings. Don't get me wrong. But are you taking McCaffrey oh. when he's the most expensive player? That's Maybe. where. Yeah. I think I, 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 I think long and hard about it. Yeah, I know. Me too. Speaking of DraftKings, John, get in our game. We mentioned it at the top of the podcast. Sign up at DraftKings or download the app. Use the promo code HAM when you sign up. We appreciate that. And uh, then you get in our league, which is really the most fun because all our games over the course of several weeks add up, and we have league standings that we're in like week three or week four. League standings, obviously, it's all golf right now. But it'll turn into football here now starting this week. 20 bucks a person, 200 people, massive game. First place gets over 700 bucks this week. I think the top 15 people place. So uh, it's, a great, it's, a great, it's a great little community we are cultivating here. It, it really is. We've obviously had a lot of fun playing golf this week. No golf, just football. And next week we got wing foot and week two of football. I, guy, I can't wait. I've already gone through like 17 lineups on my DK they they also have you were t- you told me about a couple weeks ago they have the uh, pick one game the uh, the survivor the survivor the survivor so yep. download the DraftKings app I use it right on my phone DraftKings download the app use the promo code ham when you sign up five dollar minimum deposit obviously we have it linked in our Instagram we tweeted it out you can we did a YouTube video about it you can find the game everywhere you look just type in Haberman Middlecoff to Google and you'll end up there and uh, I I can't recommend it enough it's I was anti-fantasy my entire life, and I freaking love DraftKings. I know. So do I. And they, and they do have some like season-long games you can get into, like you mentioned. Um, but we love the uh, the one one week. This, this one we're doing this week is Thursday through Monday. Maybe we'll do some Sunday onlys. Um, but you could do like a showdown, Thursday night showdown game, draft six players just from the opener, stay under the salary cap. Um, and again, when you sign up with the code HAM as a new user, you get a free shot at the $1 million top prize with your deposit. The sweat is real, Middlecoff. The sweat is real. Free Trust shot me, at a $1 million dollar top prize and $3 million in total prizes. Plus, don't, week the, don't miss the extra special week one bonus. Enter code HAM for a free shot at the $1 million dollar top prize with your first deposit. Code HAM, only at DraftKings. Make it rain. Make it rain. I'll make it, it rain on them. <laughs> The players, DraftKings, download the app, promo code. Radio edit. This isn't the radio edit. <laughs> I, I'm pro- I don't Make I don't it rain that. on them, Odell's. <laughs> uh, minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Promo code ham. Gruden versus Matt Rule, John. Let me check the historical data on this. Oh, Gruden's never coached against Baylor 
or uh, where was he before? Lincoln University? Temple. Temple. One, one thing they do have in common, Philly. guy, don't forget, Dave Tepper gave this guy like $70 million. A couple right? of rich guys face. Is, are this, is this the richest matchup in the NFL this week? I mean, it's a combined $170 million, I think, coaching matchup. That's unless like Nick Saban, Urban Meyer level money, right? I mean, that's. Urban's not coaching, though. I mean, well, I know. I'm saying when they did, you know, a couple years ago. Probably oh, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe a I Harbaugh mean, saving. A 10, Harbaugh but saving. He didn't have it over 10 years. Yeah, this this might be the most expensive coaching matchup in the history of the league. Wow. Uh, maybe, right. you know, Belichick and Andy, I think we're probably up there, too, you know. I think Belichick makes like 20. Yeah, okay. But it's the maybe the richest week one coaching matchup. It's, it's got to be. Richest. It's not like what their bank has in it, but just what papered contracts. What's yeah. papered right now like that? What's what's papered? Well, J- J- I mean, guy, John's Corona. He had Monday night. John's been making a lot of money for a long time. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, not, I mean, yeah, yeah, if we start talking about historical salaries, <laughs> then it's a different conversation. J- John's but. got some cash. <laughs> uh, but it doesn't matter. You don't get any excuses this week because Matt Rule's got a big contract because what you got coming up, New Orleans, at New England, Buffalo, at KC, Tampa, at Cleveland, at the Chargers. I could read their whole schedule this sh- you could argue maybe we would talk about it at the Jets, but as you pointed out to me before the podcast, the Jets beat them last year in a must-win game. Um, Miami at home, maybe. Maybe that's the easiest game on their schedule. But this is like the second, air quotes, easiest game on the schedule. It's a road game, but still. Um, for what they have coming up, if they want to be a playoff team this year, which isn't the time, isn't the time to make the playoffs? Do you remember a stretch where a guy like, it's it's the natural progression of a coach once you start winning in college or the pros that as you win, you get hype, right? Sean McVay, especially when you're a little younger and have a little bit of a personality. Sean McVay had a two-year stretch where he became a rock star, but he earned it. He made the playoffs for a team that had been shitty. He got to the Super Bowl. He was good looking. It was easy. He kind of reminded people of Gruden. Uh, Lincoln Riley, I think, is really going through that now, wouldn't you say? Like the hype train on Lincoln Riley. Like you just say Lincoln Riley's name, it's universally positive and just like, I'd want that guy as my coach. Could we hire that guy as my coach? I want that guy as my coach. Gruden, I, we haven't seen this in a long time, went a stretch of almost a decade where he did not coach a game and the hype grew, especially the last like five years, was borderline out of control of just... Every team wanted him. I mean, whether he was playing him or not, the colleges that were going after him would have taken him, right? If he would have told USC or Tennessee, I will be your coach, they would have hired him. And whether he was playing them to draw up his salary with ESPN, whatever, I I, I think it was human nature to not somewhat buy into the hype because the way society works now, probably more than ever, just – the just technology and stuff you forget about like by the time it was like 2015 no unless you're a bucks fan no one was thinking about like how shitty he was in 07 right we we're just gruden now fuck i'd want him he look at this guy chucky he'd be badass the Colts are trying to get him michigan tennessee i'm like this guy's gonna kick ass we all thought he was gonna kick ass when the raiders hired him and when they didn't let haberman milkoff go to the press conference or greg papa uh, people forget <laughs> people forget I thought it was no. I didn't think they were going to come in and kick ass week, you know, year one. But I, I thought it was a really. I thought he was a really good coach because guy basically bought it in the hype. I don't think it's really arguable up until this point. The first two years have been pretty underwhelming. You know, I, I think if you polled the league, like if we did one of those Mike Sandos, 
you know, top 30 tiers, but we just did a, an article on just John Gruden. Do you think John Gruden gets too much hype? Do you think John Gruden is overpaid or one of those? I, I think it would be a pretty polarizing article, right? Yeah. And I'd say well, up to this Well, maybe point, not. Maybe it wouldn't be polarizing. Maybe everyone would agree. Yeah, they're just not that great of a coach. And I think this year he's had – he's completely flushed the roster, right? He's got all of his own guys, beside maybe his quarterback, but he's chosen to stay with Derek. He's got his own GM. They make kind of crazy personnel moves, right? They trade a third-round pick. They sign a backup quarterback that's not on injury reserve. They just – whatever, but they just do whatever John wants to do. Like, it is kind of time in 2020 not to win the Super Bowl, not to win 14 games in this corona year, but, like, make a seventh wild card, right? I got I one mean, for you. Finish second place in the AFC West. Like, first place is pretty locked up. But second place has been wide open the two years he's been the head coach, and they finish in fourth and in third. Well, in back-to-back years, the Chargers and the Denver Broncos both drafted really high. So isn't this the year? Like, you know, It's not like those. neither one of those two teams, well, is it fair to say probably has more established talent on both teams? Their quarterback, like who? Drew Locke? We don't know much about him. You're saying the Raiders have more established talent than the Chargers? No, no, no. I'm saying those two teams at other positions have more star power that have proven themselves that are highly paid. Than the Raiders, definitely the Chargers. I mean, Denver do. has Von one Miller. guy that's yeah be number one on both teams, right? Uh, they have the safety Simmons, who uh, got franchised, who's a big time player. Uh, I mean, Melvin Gordon's been a consistent good player in the league. Philip Lindsay's made a you know made a Pro Bowl just like Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Like I don't know if I'd put him in that category though. Sutton's like established, Sutton's established more player. than any yeah. guy with the Raiders. I mean, just saying, it's not like Denver has no – like, they got Bradley Chubb they drafted really high who had double-digit sacks towards ACL last year. They got good players. But you're right. Like, it's it, – maybe that's – maybe that is just – whatever you want to say about Gruden, this is the year. Finish second in the division. Finish second. Right? Just finish second. Which – Can you finish second? You know, is usually – now with an extra wild card, that means – they finished third last year. They won nine games. So go – or won seven. seven games, excuse me. Yeah. So go win nine games, and you could be a playoff team. And that's not spectacular. No one goes, I pay $10 million a year for nine wins. But whatever. We're not saying that. We're just saying take a step. Be in the playoffs. That's what we're saying. And, be in the and playoffs. You, and you brought up means, that schedule. It's tough, man. That, that early schedule play, is yeah, really but hard, it means guys. If you win nine games this year – You'd like to say they win 10 games, but if you win nine games, it means they've played in some big games and shown up, won yeah. them. Because there, there's, not any, there's not really any gimmies on this schedule. You know? Do you think he eventually, or is it just, it's not even fair to compare him? Like, do you ever have to beat Kansas City? <laughs> like, or just. No. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. It's just, it's shitty, but you, yeah. you just, sorry, they got Patrick Mahomes. That sucks. You know? Damn. Yeah, it doesn't even feel like they have a chance when they go into that game, do they? Because the one time they did feel like they had a chance last year when the Chiefs were kind of reeling and they were 6-4, and four, they got blown out. Derek threw pick sixes, and it was just like, what are we doing? But it's also, it's not like the Chiefs are a one-man machine. No, they're they way, they're just way better. Andy's better, the whole thing. They're just better. But you're right. I, I think it just comes down to... Can you, can you just finish above? And it's not just about beating them head-to-head because we've seen them beat the Broncos. We've seen them beat the Chargers. They've, you guys play the same schedules. So, like, they're clearly beating teams that you're not beating. Like, so if you're both playing the Jets or you're both playing 
you know, the Jags or whatever, you got to win that game because you're losing that game. They're beating them, and that's why you're finishing in the last place or in third place to make the playoffs. And, and Phillip Rivers is gone. And, and now, granted, I'd say the, it feels like just the last couple of years the Raiders actually played pretty well against Phillip Rivers. Like He felt like he was pretty shitty against them. Uh, Drew Locke, we'll see. I mean, I, I think I'm... Think Drew Locke's gonna be pretty good, but I, that's a major unknown. The point the is, NFL. the door is open right now. Yeah. Do you feel good about them finishing second in this division? Because I don't. Uh, no, I don't feel good about it, but I also don't feel good about Denver finishing second or the Chargers finishing second. Now, you know, because to your point, if the Raiders' schedule's hard, that means Denver's schedule's hard, and that means the Chargers' schedule's hard too. Yeah. Um. So I. I I don't feel good about him finishing second, but I, I don't feel any better about those other two teams either. Well, guy, I think they both play right. So maybe the, you kind the, of feel they, okay they play the NFC and AFC second. South. And those or excuse me, the they, they play the they play the NFC South. So that's you know, Carolina's the only easy team. I would say Atlanta, especially for the Raiders, is not an easy team given that they throw it so well. And then their AFC division is who? Uh their AFC division is the East. Which, not a. I mean, you, probably the division you'd pick, right? Of the three, because you'd say uh, the the Dolphins yeah, are bad, the Jets so. are bad, and the and the Patriots just have a lot going on. And the Bills for they're not exactly they're them. not the Chiefs. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um. So I I think the key maybe I do okay maybe then I as we're talking maybe I feel a little better about them finishing second. I like the Chargers. I've enjoyed, you know, I mean, maybe their upside is there. I don't know. But it feels like they got to be, they just, they can't have any injuries in L.A. Well, of the, uh, can you tell me this, guy. Do you have confidence that of the NFC South and the AFC South, so what is that? Eight total games. Can you go four and four? Can you beat Carolina? Can eight, you beat Atlanta? Can you beat AFC the Jets? East, yeah. Or the um, Can you beat the, the, the you know, upset so, one team? Yeah, I Could mean, you, you might be able to win two games in the NFC South. Is that Falcons game at home? I don't schedule up. But, yeah, I, I think the Falcons feel like a bad matchup for the Raiders. All three of the AFC, or the NFC South teams feel like a bad matchup to me. So you're going to beat New England, the Jets, and the Dolphins? Why? The Jets would be like, why are you beating us? We beat well, you last year. Well, exactly. That, so that's where, to me, eventually, like when you turn a corner as a franchise and, and to kind of for Gruden to get some of his juice back, like, do they have an upset in them? Like, can they beat the Bills? Can they beat the? Can they beat Tampa? Can they beat the Saints? Can in one of those three games? Can they win one of those three games? I mean, two of them, guy. They get obviously the Saints at home. Jack they get the not Buccaneers at home, and they get the Bills at home. I mean, they get some hard games at home. Now, I know there's no fans, and obviously they've... But are the casinos open? Road Casino, casinos are open. But none of these teams the are trouble? close. Yeah, they ain't. So do they get the Browns at home? Is Odell Beckham coming to town? Nah, it's a road game. Damn. <laughs> no. They get the Dolphins at home. They get... Yeah, I mean, so it's just... To me, you can't ask much more. Like, if you were going to get the Saints, the Bucks. Atlanta and Carolina, you would choose to get the Bucks and Saints at home, right? Corona or non-Corona. So can you can you upset one of those two teams? Yeah, I would lean no. But that's part of being a good team is you eventually. But I, we do. haven't even seen like we are assuming a lot of things with Tampa here, right? 
Yeah, but they just have better players. I mean, that's yeah, that's well, not arguable. And they have a better coach. He's proven in more in recent memory to be a better coach. I think they can make the playoffs this year. I think it's going to be hard as hell. It's not a prediction, but I think they can. If yeah, they I, I think they I think they have a team that can compete for the playoffs. I would not pick them to make the playoffs. All right, All right Middlecoff, time for the two-minute drill today brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped.com. The promo code is HAM. Gets you 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com. Yep, guy. Lawnmower 3.0. I have one. You have one. They have travel bags. They have ball preservers. They have everything you can possibly need. Just go to manscaped.com. Use the promo code HAM, 20% off. And the other key is free shipping. Free shipping, 20% off. Look at this thing. Water water resistance, guy. Water Ceramic blades, skin safe technology. It's no the best hygiene tool for the modern man. No Can't nicks, like John said. No cuts. No snags. The perfect protection for your franchise quarterback. Plus, like Middlecoff said, you get that perfect package 3.0. Comes with the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0, the performance boxer briefs, and the travel bag to use when you're done in quarantining or maybe breaking out like a butterfly. Time to get on a few road trips. Take off the shirt. Enjoy the sun. Maybe take off more than that. Crop Preserver, the anti-chafing ball deodorant. Crop Reviver, the spray-on toner for the soothing aloe and witch hazel extracts to give yourself a little boost. Plus, for a limited time, subscribers get not one but two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag and the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped Broxer Briefs. It's so good the Niners are in on it, but you don't want to use their promo code. You want to use ours. No. Promo code HAM, promo code HAM, manscaped.com, promo code HAM, promo code HAM, manscaped.com, promo code HAM. It's time to give your testies the absolute besties with Manscaped. Do it. All right, Middlecoff. So, uh, two-minute drill time. We're going to put two minutes on the clock. Who's starting here? Me or you? Y'all start. Your start. All right, hold on. Two minutes on the clock and go. Guy, BYU Navy, touchdown by Mitt Romney's nephew. Actually, nice okay. little touchdown down the uh, sideline. Last name Romney? Last name Romney, yeah. I think like Chet Romney or something like that. Hmm. I just have a simple question for you. Did you watch? I did. I did watch. It was Monday. It was the only football game I watched this weekend. I flipped it on. I gave it five minutes. But that's all I could do. And at that point in time, I think it was 14-7 to 7 or 14-3. to 3, It was kind of close. Navy was on like its fourth quarterback because whatever. John, I, I want to say this. And I used to say this about Air Force. I removed Air Force from this. They can be kind of entertaining. Army and Navy, you are heroes. We love you guys. Thank you for your service. I can't watch your football games. It's absolutely painful. I cannot do it. This is not 1957. I appreciate it. It's what you do to survive. And you are survivors. You do what is necessary. And again, I think it's fantastic. But it is freaking awful to watch. Guy, I can't we, do it, Middlecoff. I we, cannot do it. We, we ran the wing tee. I don't care if I've at, been – John, I don't care if I haven't had football for six months. Uh, go back into hibernation. I'm I'm just immediately out on the wing tee slash triple option. Like I, You can have a triple option play. Remember last year Kyle Shanahan had an option play that went to use check that he pitched. You can do cool things on a given play. If your offense is the triple option, again, I am as pro-military as any 35-year-old who didn't serve in the military can possibly be. I fucking love these guys. I despise watching the triple option, though. So the, you put the option on, I'm out. I've been to the game. I've been to the Army-Navy game in Philly. 
See, I've never. Wasn't that it. cool seen... once they kicked off? I mean, it was cool. <laughs> well, everything before. Scene. Yeah, but at least when they play each other, it's fourteen yeah, it's cool. to thirteen. Yeah, every possession matters. Means a lot. But the, the but how do guy, I? It's I'm watching this. Trying to turn on. It's fourteen to three. I'm like, it's over. It might as well be fifty to three. I, which you it can't, was. We can't. You can't come back. It so turned I, into fifty to three. Real I'm, quick. I, you watched five minutes more than I did. I didn't watch one play. Well, I just saw I, the highlight. On I Twitter. thought it was my duty as an you know as an American citizen. I feel you. Because it was football, not because it was a service academy. Yeah, yes. You know what I'm saying? I do. All right, Middlecoff, one of the big draft day stories was the Packers' decision to draft Jordan Love in the first round. But we're not even going to get the drama of Jordan Love being on the sidelines, hands in his shoulder pads, because he's not even the backup quarterback. He's the third stringer. The backup quarterback for the Packers is Tim Boyle from... UConn, and then he transferred to Eastern Kentucky. That's right, where he led the Ohio Valley in passing, despite having an 11-touchdown, 13-interception stat line. Is this a major problem that Jordan Love couldn't win the backup job? The only reason I knew where Tim Boyle was, because when I Googled to see if Jordan Love had won the backup job, he was ahead of him. And I didn't know who the guy was. A backup quarterback in the NFL, I had no clue was. Didn't know what college he went to. I'd never heard of the name. It's not a disaster because they drafted him to be a project. But I saw a couple weeks ago, Rodgers, maybe in the middle of training camp, clearly he was being asked about this and said that part of your legacy as an older player is how you treat younger players. And not necessarily shot at Favre, but like it, it means a lot to him to be nice to this guy. The moment I saw he was a third-string quarterback, I realized, ding, 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 he's being nice to him because the guy's no fucking threat. Rodgers, remember we were watching Steve Young on NFL Network when he told Mariucci, when Mariucci's like, weren't, didn't you get pissed off when we drafted Jim Junkrin-Miller? And Steve Young was like, well, no, after about two practices, I realized the guy sucked. Rodgers looking at him. Coward had some highlights of Jordan Love today. He's like skipping the balls into the nets. Rodgers has to be, one, just kind of laughing about it. And two, I bet deep down a little perturbed. Like, one thing, if you dra- like Aaron Rodgers was immediately the backup when he showed up with Brett Favre. Immediately the backup. He also could have gotten one overall. This guy is a project. Not a great look, guy. N- n- not a great look. And I also think just very easy for Rodgers to look like a good guy here. The guy's no threat. Easy. It's it's a <laughs> phenomenal call. Easy to make it. Uh, easy to make him look like a good guy because he knows deep down he can be a good guy, and the Packers are the ones that are going to look bad if he's not even the backup. Now, I will say, in a year with preseason, maybe we get a few games and you go, this guy's just a gamer. It's got to be pretty hard to pick this up when you don't even get like that many live reps to really. So I'm not freaking out about Shan- it. Yet, Shanahan offense a little hard too. Still plenty of time, but uh, it's not great for the timeline. Now, this here's the other thing. It's not like he's getting beat out to be the backup by a guy that is also new, right? Tim Boyle, at least they know. Been on the team. Look, this guy knows the playbook. We He's thrown four NFL passes. He's completed three of them. On pace to be maybe the greatest passer in the history of the league at 75%. So, you know, he, does that mean he's thrown more passes than Taysom Hill? I think it does. Yes, Taysom's thrown one. But everybody you, told me Taysom Hill was a superstar. You agree, though, it impacts the way people are just going to think about Jordan Love when he couldn't beat out Tim Boyle. I guess Tim Boyle. Yeah, but maybe we're being unfair to Tim Boyle. Yeah, I mean, he did dominate Eastern Kentucky. Okay. By yardage, not by touchdowns. I got a, I got another comment on a backup quarterback, third-string quarterback, an injured quarterback. His name's Marcus Mariota. The Raiders placed him on injured reserve. Now, the rules are a little different this year. He can technically come off in three weeks. So he's not gone even for eight. He can come back in a couple weeks. I don't know what all these injuries are that Marcus keeps getting. I don't know how you keep getting hurt in practice when you're the backup quarterback, let alone just an NFL quarterback. 
But I think this brings into question, does Marcus Mariota ever make another NFL start guy? So I think he does. I think this thing already has been a mess just when they had to guarantee Nathan Peterman a million bucks. And you'd go, ideally, if you're going to give a guy $7 million, you know that he's going to be fully recovered from the injuries that he had last year. Uh, but clearly he's not, and we don't have any preseason. I thought, you thought, I was adamant we were going to see Marcus Mariota early in the year, maybe even week one, just as like, just in some gadget situations, even though I don't know that he really does anything much better than Derek, because Derek is pretty athletic, and I think Derek's a better thrower. I never thought for a second he would beat Derek out. But for $7 million bucks, I thought we'd see him just in a few moments. Gruden would want to play with him a little bit, and maybe it would make for some interesting drama. We're not getting that this year. Um, if he plays, it's only going to be because Derek is hurt and Marcus is finally healthy and it happens later in the year. He's got no shot of just being the guy now, even if Derek isn't great, because I think Derek's still going to look better than him. I don't know how Marcus is going to at any point prove to them that he belongs on the field over Derek Carr, which, again, probably wasn't going to happen anyway. That's not your question. I do think he still makes another NFL start. Um, I don't know that it's for this team. They just gave him seven million bucks. We just need somebody to give him a, a six hundred, a million bucks, whatever the minimum would be for his time served in the NFL in the future. Josh Rosen's on his third team. I, th- I think Mariota will get another team. And again, even if he's healthy, he might not end up playing this year, so he won't have any great film out there. But he won't have any new bad film either. He'll just have to be healthy for somebody else to give him a shot. I'd, I'd say the, the time, bi- I'd say back. the biggest red flag though, guy, is other teams he's now getting hurt in practices, right? It's one thing getting hurt in games, which he has been. He's getting hurt in practices. I, I think his stock, without even taking a snap that any other team could see, has dropped dramatically in like a month period of time with the Raiders around the league. Do you agree with that? No, I mean... Like I, I, no, I, I mean, it'd be one thing if he was playing and couldn't make the field. You know, to me, the fact that he hasn't been on the field, if it's all injury-related, then once he gets a clean bill of health, whatever you thought of him eight months ago, you should still think of him. I, I'm going to go, I don't think he ever makes another NFL start again. I don't think he doesn't. He might still play, like be a backup job, but I think his day's starting early. But to me, if you can be an NFL backup, then anything can happen. You you're just one just, snap away. You're just one snap away, yeah. I think he's closer to out of the league for a guy that's making $7.5 million dollars than most guys making seven hundred seven and a half million dollars or typically are. You know who's bothered by all this is Jameis. Yes. <laughs> Big time. Jameis is pissed. Uh, he but Jameis is in a much Jameis in a good spot. Also technically not the backup quarterback on the initial depth chart. Jameis is a third stringer. But the are they just is... doing that to make Taysom feel good? I don't know. If we already paid him, well you have to make him feel good too? I don't know. Weird Ugh. deal. All right. Uh, next up, John Bryson DeChambeau, who I picked several weeks in a row in DraftKings. He was the story of the PGA restart when he came back looking yoach. He finished dead last in driving distance at the Tour Championship, finished in 22nd, only moved a spot, fell one spot, did not finish in the top 20 in the 30-player um, uh, tournament. Did the let's get swole experiment fail? I think it failed in the sense of he didn't have to do it to win. He was already winning golf tournaments. He was already a really good player. He did that, and I think he was pretty open about it, to dominate big tournaments. And the one thing is clear at places like Eastlake, the week before at Olympia Fields, he did play well at Harding Park, but as we had talked about, you can spray it at Harding Park. Especially for him, it's not as long. 
he's hitting wedge even if he's in the trees. And there aren't really that many trees. They're pretty spread out. At tough courses, you have to have precision off the tee. You watch Dustin Johnson. He's not hitting at 370. He's hitting at 315, 320, and he's hitting the fairway. It is not. You do not want to miss the fairways at these courses that are super tight and have a lot of trees. So I think it's pretty clear. Like hitting at 370 is great, but you got to have touch. And clearly, he lost his touch. He did not get fat and eat all these uh, bacon and eggs and beans and slam protein shakes, guy, to finish dead last at the tournament for all the cash. Now. Dead last in driving distance. Clearly, yeah, dead dead last in driving distance. And I would imagine he's hitting three wood off these tees. Guy, he bulked up to hit the fucking driver on every hole. That was his thing. I'm going to hit driver every hole. He he got outdriven by Webb Simpson, Kevin Kisner, and guys like... like, It it failed him when all the money was on the line, guy. Yeah, but part of this was he hadn't been playing well now for a few weeks. He missed the cut three weeks ago. Well, it's because he's driver. He can't he can't hit a fairway. Right, I understand. But what I'm saying is he also had a run where he was really really good even before the PGA Championship. Um, right, he had a how he's had he had like four straight top tens plus a win before he got to the PGA Champ. Maybe it was five straight. I, I think yeah, he, he, no, he was on a massive heater. He won a tournament. Win. Here's the thing. The FedEx Cup usually ends the season, even though technically it does. We've got the U.S. Open here in two weeks. He's not going to drop 30 pounds before then. He's got to figure some other stuff out, so I don't know if that's enough time for him to get himself right. But I still think he's just naturally he's going to be this big for a little while now. So he's going to have a chance to still... I mean, what one top ten and this whole—it's a whole new conversation at the U.S. Open. I'm more concerned just about his the whole thing. He doesn't—he's not competing at all. Well, to, to me, guy, as if you use a baseball analogy, if every time you get up, you're just trying to hit a home run, you might get on a week or a couple weeks where you're just connecting a lot. Eventually, they're going to pitch you different. Well, in golf, you play a lot of different courses, and the courses—the harder courses, Wingfoot. Would you agree at the U.S. Open, I wouldn't put a penny on Bryson DeChambeau the way he's playing right now, which how tough U.S. Open courses typically are, right? For sure, yeah. But 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 I guess what I'm saying is part of this is just the whole thing doesn't seem like it's working. He's struggling with his he's struggling with everything, right? True, but I mean this this experiment might work at the Rocket Mortgages and the Farmers Opens and the and the co- tournaments that are you can just let it rip. The whole point of golf for the big time guys, right, is to win the big time tournaments. And wouldn't you say? Bryson did go put all his chips in the table to try to be like For major sure. champion. Yes, but it's not like he was that. I mean, we thought he was trending that way, but wasn't the PJ Championship like his first top ten in a in a major? Yeah, and granted, he was right in the mix. Like I so, so but you and I have played there. You you would say that it did fit him a little <laughs> yeah, bit, right? Yeah, we have played there. Uh, all right, John. How do we set this one up? Here's the setup. Okay, you're the executive chef for Odell Beckham's harem. I don't know. How would you set this one up? I don't know. Odell. Yeah, I, mean. I would just say, listen, a story circulated by these girls that are just, I don't even know how to describe them. But now we have a couple stories in a month. One girl that came on this podcast said she blew Not every this dude podcast. on the Suns. Not this one on the podcast. I don't even know what it's called. She blew like seven guys on the Suns. That's right. This story, I just saw it yesterday. This girl said that she dated might be way too strong of a word hung out with odell what he likes is to be pooped on and she did it for him i'll have the and number seven thought, the uh, defecation please yeah on the menu. if you if odell like does he do a request of what he wants them to eat before they come see him she said she made him a video 
while she took a shit, guy. That that is oh a video. This is about a video. No, but then she did it for him. Then she oh, okay. then he flew her to she him. Had but to, it was she had to give study. like you know it's like hey uh, wasn't you he know, in bed with pizza one time? Yeah, and some cocaine. Yeah, pizza's a pretty good one. Do you think that's there's more to that story than we realize at yeah, the time? Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't put it back. I, I've never heard. And I've heard some weird things of friends and just reading on the internet. This is a first for me, guy. I, I mean, seriously. Like, someone reading being on the serious internet? about it. Well, I'm just saying reading on the internet about what different people are into. Like, yeah. I, have, I don't know about you. I've never once crossed paths with a story like this for a human being that I know exists. You know what my take on this story is? If it's true... And I, you know, I, I don't you know. Would these... re- you would red flag the people talking for sure. But sometimes the people you would red flag are the people, the people with nothing to lose are the ones that just, but you yeah. never know. If you're Odell, you could easily assassinate I, their character. I, I, believe, it wouldn't be I a believed her. I believe I don't know. Here's my ultimate point in the story. Is if it's true, Odell deserves for this to not be a story. Like, whatever. Let the man live his life. Can, 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 this is why being a celebrity is so hard, John, and I feel, I feel for the famous people. Can't you? You can barely walk into a grocery store. You, you, what happens in your bedroom is it off limits? It's a shame, John. It's a real shame. Listen, I, 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 you won't meet any, any human on this earth that is more pro. You do what you want to do in your bedroom. I would say just laying there while someone takes a shit on you is just, I don't care who you are, as open-minded as I am, that's to me a little weird. Like that's just like I think we can safely say that, but I'm just saying, aren't you allowed to be a little weird? Yeah, you are. And cl- uh, hey, well, Odell, man, how about no? No one was red flagging the girl. Love? The girl was doing it. Like what, you thought it was normal. How does he she, find love in this in this environment? You know, well, it's, well I would imagine his DMs are blowing up today with people willing to. Can just, he go to a place where it's just no one recognizes him? I, do you, Odell, do they play the locker, fantasy the locker room is going to have to. Is the locker room going to fuck with him this week? I mean, that's. How do you or is that one of those where he walks in and people are just like, <laughs> yeah, it might be one of those. Too bad Freddie Kitchens is not around. He would get asked. I would, I would die to see his response. To me, that would be a type of question the media asks Freddie Kitchens or Jim Tom Sula. No way. The media just, asks about that. You do think? you think the media asks Odell Beckham this week about it? No. No, I don't. I, don't I think, think so the only way it gets asked is if it's one of those like, you know, has there been any distractions this week? <laughs> You're and right. he's like, I don't know what you guys no, are talking you, about. And they're like, oh, you don't yeah, think you don't see you don't see Mary Kay Cabot asking about it? Grossy? Uh, Dustin Fox would be the guy. <laughs> Dustin Fox would be sideline. Odell, you dropped that pass in the first half. What's on yeah, your she, mind? You would have caught that it's number two up, coming out of her. It's messed up. That is that's disgusting. That's just, but but what's true, messed up is that this that he's got to deal with this. That's but you're right. Up. But like if that's what he wants to do in his does he now, use plastic on his bed sheets? The counter would be, yeah, well, it's the four seasons. It's not even, you know, That's somebody true. else has That's to. True. Do you leave a tip, I hope? Oh, for the... my God. He did it on a plane, I think. Didn't he get on a plane on a with plane? her? On a plane? Well, I thought that's what she was saying. He, like, picked her up in a plane. I didn't watch the whole thing. The, the, these if, it happens, if it happens, you know, in, uh, what's it called? In, like, aerospace? Yeah. What, what's the? Uh, I don't know. Were Elon up in space? I'm just saying, if it happens like off the ground, like do we regulate what happens in the air differently? You know. Yeah, I'll if tell you're you this: more if, than fifty thousand feet off the ground, I would dominate in that sector. If I was, I'm not into it, but it's like after a couple of c- cups of coffee, yeah, middle coffee Monday through Friday, woo wee, <laughs> Channing Fry on line one. Oh my god! Oh. Middlecoff was at pre-Mexican pizza or before after they shut oh. that thing down. I, I still haven't had a Mexican pizza guy. I need to get one. All right. On that note, Godspeed.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.